1: I'm not taking any questions.
0: Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit.
1: You're listening to Cabbie Presents,
0: the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the show. As always, I appreciate the clicks and the comments and the subscriptions for the podcast on iTunes. If you're listening to this on the radio, um, it's going to (laughs) be, we have a long, I have a long conversation ahead. It's something I'm passionate about. Other than sports, it's movies. You know that when you listen to this show, it's a blend of pop culture and sports. There's a lot of talk of fashion and music and movies and sports. And today, it's strictly movies. We're going to do the first ever summer movie preview. And I went to the bullpen to get my ace. This guy is the Mariano Rivera of movie knowledge. Is in the studio with me right now.
1: If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers.
0: At the age I started going to the movies by myself, usually on Saturday or Sunday afternoons, it was with my guest. Usually it was the Hollywood Theater or the Highland at Young and St Clair, which are no longer around, but For those in Toronto uh, that have lived here for quite some time might remember those two theaters. It's right in the center of the city. My guest lived uptown. I lived in the east, and that was like a a, a good meeting spot, like halfway. There aren't many people that see more films than him who aren't paid to do it for a living. He's just a lover of cinema. One of two people I know that for close to two decades by books of passes for the Toronto International Film Festival. Routinely watching over 100 movies a year. He's in my inner, inner circle, my own personal IMDB. Ari Pollack is in studio for a summer movie preview. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, thank you very much for asking.
0: Um, How was, uh, you are like, you are my authority on movies. And comic books, and there have been situations where I've called you to answer my stupid questions about comics or actors and films or actresses because you have a wealth of movie knowledge and you have a photographic memory. Do you remember the time? Now I'm putting you on the spot, so you better remember this time. Oh, man. No pressure. Yeah. Do you remember the time I called you and I was in I was in
1: St. Francis Xavier University? Okay, That's fine. Okay, sure. yeah, you know the one. Okay,
0: you know the one. And I was doing so we're at St. Effects in uh, anti-ganish uh, Nova Scotia, and I was doing a, a segment about uh, comic book characters, and I think one of the guys, one of the guys I was interviewing uh, mentioned uh, a comic book character that I think could go through walls. Was that what it
1: was? No. I remember you were asking him about specific comic book characters, and he said something about this one called Squirrel Girl, and I had no idea who it was. That's the only time you've ever been stumped. I got stumped. But it was an Avengers character, I think. An Avengers West Coast character that no one really cares about. <laughs> right, okay. So was it wasn't from the Marvel Universe where X-Men exists, right? The Marvel Universe? No, but there was a dude who you were trying to figure out what phasing was. And you oh! You remember what that superpower was, and then you called me. He's like, yes, phasing!
0: Yes! What is phasing? Fa- is phasing going through walls? Phasing
1: is going through, like, yeah, something solid. A solid object.
0: <laughs> uh, Ari Pollock in studio for the summer movie preview. Um... Okay, so this summer has a serious blockbuster lineup and it starts in May. Now, like, when we were going to the movies a lot, uh, I mean, it, like when we started going to movies by ourselves as kids, I had a job um, distributing the Toronto Sun when I was uh, 11. That was, how, that was like my walk-around money and I think I made maybe 30 bucks a week or maybe 30 bucks a month, but 30 bucks a week. And I thought that was so much money. Uh, and that's how I got to go to movies um how did you when you were like in i guess, like grade school how did did you get an allowance or did you what, did you have a job that you could um go see movies
1: i i started working in a comic book shop of I, course i did. think of course you <laughs> did. I can't remember the exact I was definitely in um junior high right, so I think that was my main source of income. I think I had an allowance. But it was very meager. It was maybe like five bucks a week. Or something. <laughs> Which well, was five, fine because you had 250 Tuesdays back when we were kids. So that's weekend, right. Those were, you know, very doable. But we
0: time. couldn't really go to 250. Like, we couldn't go. We'd have to go in the summertime. Right. So, and that's probably when, and even when we were seeing movies on like random weekends, I guess we could go throughout the year because I remember we saw like, this is our era of going to movies by ourselves as kids. So it was like three men and a baby. Uh, there was Twins. I remember we saw Twins. I think we even saw Twins twice. Um, three Amigos, I believe, we saw when we were like 11, 10 or 11. Um, who Framed
1: Roger Rabbit. Who, yes, that was a big <laughs> one.
0: Yes, and we actually did see it at the We island. saw that multiple times. Yeah, that was a huge one. I think I think every kid saw that a bunch of times. Uh, what was the other one? On our way over to the studio, what was the one that you brought up that I forgot?
1: Willow. Willow!
0: <laughs> George Wait. Lucas is, uh, you know, questionable... He he directed
1: uh, that one? He produced it.
0: Uh, you didn't th- I I haven't seen Willow since I saw it as a kid. Does it does it hold up?
1: I heard it doesn't. I actually haven't seen it in, in ages, so I'm pretty sure it would not. Just special effects wise, it looked like they probably pasted it onto the screen. Right. Didn't
0: didn't they turn into pigs at some point in Yes the they did. Yeah. Um
1: Mad Mardigan. <laughs> shout out to Val Kilmer. <laughs> And isn't Willow, Willow's on that show, Ricky Gervais, right? Yeah, Warwick Davis, uh, it's a small world or something. Oh, I I can't remember the title, but I've seen
0: a couple of episodes, the Liam Neeson episode, the Johnny Depp episode, yes, uh, and a couple others, and they're brilliant. Like, this is really, really funny. So, uh, the summer movie season used to start, uh, like, it would kick off Memorial Day in the U.S., uh, which... For a lot of times, we share the same weekend as Victoria Day here in Canada, which is colloquially known as May 24, where it's just like people just become alcoholics. I don't know what they do in the U.S. for Memorial Day. I feel like it's fire, fireworks and like you're sitting on lawn chairs and you're probably you know cracking open a few Budweiser's or whatever. But in Canada, it's a legit excuse to go to a cottage or a camp and just get melted. I don't. I don't know anybody
1: with a cottage. Do you know anybody with a cottage? No. See, that's I, thing. Uh, actually Andrew's parents own a cottage. But did you guys? Ever... I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. so
2: he so has no one friend. I can visit. He's no. got
0: a good friend who has a cottage, but he's never been invited, uh, invited to his, his parents' cottage. So the summer movie season, um, this year, it's. I feel like it's already started because Tom Cruise, who for most of his career was the biggest movie star in the world. Tom Cruise releases Oblivion, and Michael Bay, who's one of the biggest directors in the world, releases Pain and Gain. Uh, And this month, in May, Iron Man 3, Great Gatsby, the new Star Trek, After Earth with Will Will Smith, Fast and Furious 6, and The Hangover 3. Like It is front-loaded like a, a football contract, like it's Jamarcus Russell, being drafted by the Oakland Raiders and they're giving him 32 million, 33 million bucks up front. That's what the summer preview, the summer movie schedule looks like. And we're going to start it this way, looking at the whole summer schedule, Ari. And my guest in studio is my dear, 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 dear friend, Ari Pollock, who is a cinema file. Uh, one of the few, what was that, what was that magazine you used, to, you used to subscribe to when you were a kid? The one for like, for like cinema nerds.
1: Not entertainment weekly. No, no, uh, not, no, one?
0: EW EW is more like a pop culture magazine. But it was like oh my gosh. It was like it was for like movie nerds, but like movie nerds that were like into comic books. Ugh. Cinema. Oh my gosh, I can't I can see like a the cover, a cover, <laughs> but I can't see the title of the friggin' magazine. It'll come to me. Um
1: yeah, so you'll have to if, remind me, I totally forgot to
0: <laughs> well, what what subscriptions did you have as a kid?
1: Oh, like Maxim magazine, but that's not the same thing. No, no, but it was <laughs>
0: Maybe you didn't have a subscription, but you bought this movie sorry, this this magazine a lot. There's somebody who's listening to this right now like, eh hey, it's, it's blahzy blah and I I can't friggin' think of blahzy blah, blah, but we'll start the summer movie preview with Ari Pollock this way. Uh what is on your top ten list of movies to see in the summer of twenty thirteen?
1: Alright, well I'm gonna start with the blockbusters first. So Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay, all right, and these are in no particular order. They're just uh, just throwing them out there. Of
0: course, you start with Star Trek. Like I've just called you a nerd for thirty-five minutes, and of course, you start. So it's you validating just, your point.
1: Right? Yeah, you just qualify <laughs> me calling you a nerd. And the next one's Iron Man Three. So there you go. Even <laughs> <laughs> so okay,
0: so the the star, Okay, let me. So let me break down the Star Trek movie Into Darkness. Is is that a J.J. Abrams movie?
1: Yes, I can't remember if he directed it or not. I know he directed the first one I'm I think not, he did.
0: You think he directed? Well, yeah. you can't but you can't say you think. You got you're my authority That's on. True. You're my IMDb
1: Ari. All right, I'm fairly certain he directed this one as well.
0: You're 89% sure. 89%. I'm 100% sure that JJ Abrams has directed this new Star Trek movie.
1: So there you go. So it's a sequel obviously and uh, a lot of people speculate that it's The Wrath of Khan reimagined with uh Benedict Cumberbatch as that character, but that's a lot of speculation. I don't know if it's been confirmed anywhere, but it, it looks pretty bad.
0: Um, can we can we talk about the game that you and I and Tim McAuliffe play? Oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna hit a pause on the movie preview. <laughs> now, every once in a while, and it happens more frequently than I'd like to admit, but it, certainly in when we're watching college football or college basketball, there are young athletes, young student athletes that have names whose parents clearly didn't care about them. Whether it's the spelling of the name, whether it's just the the uniqueness of the name, the, the certain, the color and the paint that parents put into the names of their children. And it's, it, it, it brings my people back several steps. So every time my good friend Tim McAuliffe sees one of these names, or Ari, who's beside me, sees one of these names, they, just, they text me the name, and then I usually respond with, ha, 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 you know. Try harder. Yeah, you know, we, we, we must do better. <laughs> we must do better. And Benedict Cumberbatch, even though he's not a black man, Benedict, this just reminds me of uh, some of the, these kind of names. For instance, the NFL draft happened recently, and to the Cleveland Browns in the first round, a young defensive player, named Barcavius Mingo was drafted so I see this on the screen I'm like Barcavius Barcavius come on <laughs> Barcavius Barcavius whose nickname is Kiki wow which only makes it worse wow but Barcavius so I I sent this text to Ari and Tim I'm just like 87 steps back and I steal that <laughs> from Chris Rock on the Chris Rock show he'd have this bit where it's like this day in african-american history or whatever he would just the these events that would just bring our people back several steps one time he had just the name Beyonce on on the screen and Beyonce's name alone brought us back like 50 steps so Barkavius I mean, do, you, do you have any off the top of your head that you can remember that you sent
1: oh the DeBrickishaw guy yeah
0: De, DeBricashaw Ferguson who uh who plays for the New York Jets that's a point in case right there the Shaw ferguson i remember once um tim and i were watching we were watching college basketball together and actually no it was my uh my friend dave uh uh who's a huge college basketball fan he went to um northwestern uh michael Wilbon's northwestern and uh we were talking and he i think he texted me lace darius Oh my, is it Lace Darius Thomas? I can't remember this dude's last name, but his first name was Lace Darius. Lace
2: Darius?
0: That one hurt me. Okay, so where are we at? Star Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek (laughs) is the first movie in no particular order that you really want to see in 2013. And why the new Star Trek movie?
1: Oh, it just looks. Or did man- you just
0: did you just find another name there?
1: I was looking up one that I couldn't remember his first name, but I remember the last name. So I'm just on RotoWorld.com trying to <laughs> find. It was. It's outlandish. It's amazing, though. Okay, so <laughs> when it when it loads up, we'll we'll interject.
0: Okay, so get so get me to to Star Trek 2. Why Star Trek 2?
1: It looks like he's gone in a completely different direction for this one because it looks more terrestrial than a lot of space action. So it's interesting because usually you think Star Trek, it's out in space, but from what we've seen in the trailers, it looks like a lot of the action takes place on actual planets this time. Which doesn't mean it's not an actual, it doesn't relate to the Star Trek universe, but it just seems like a lot of it compared to the first one, which took place in a lot of space uh, theater, it, it like, you know, a lot of the action was in space. Whereas this one seems like a lot of it's on different types of planets. Oh, so, Cab, I found the name. It's Earthwind Moreland. What do you mean, Earthwind Moreland? Earthwind Moreland, defensive back for the Houston Texans. Come on! Um, it's right here. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And, like, so,
0: if you... Uh, it just... We, just we, we have to do better. We just... Just some black people, we just don't take naming our children serious enough. Earthwind Moreland. Uh, I'm sure there are... Whoever's hearing this, I'm sure they've... Like certain people's names come to mind and it would be perfect for this conversation. If you ever see me in the street or whatever, just bring up and you're listening to this podcast, bring it up. And I'm sure we could go on for a good 10 to 12 minutes. And I'll be washed with shame for my people because we don't take naming our kids seriously enough. You were saying about Star Trek.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, Star Trek, I think it's just going to be a great continuation of that reboot that he started.
0: Wait, so, okay, J.J. Abrams goes from, so he goes, wait, Star Trek, then 8mm, no, not 8mm, what was that movie called?
1: Oh, oh, he produced Cloverfield, but I'm not sure if that came before or after. I think it was before
0: Star Trek, but then he did, what was the one with the little kids in the, it was 8mm? Yeah, that was
1: 8mm, uh, Super Super 8. Super 8. Super 8.
0: Then he goes to Star Trek 2, and then he goes to
1: Star Wars. Star Wars? Yeah, man.
0: Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah. Which I, I imagine because J.J. Abrams and um, uh, his crew, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, a Damon, bad Robot. Oh, Damon, Damon Lindelof. Lindelof, like those guys, Like everything's kept under wraps like they did. They, they hijacked us when we watched Lost, and we didn't know what the heck was going on. Nor did they for a certain time, it felt like, but everything's under wraps. So I'm sure the details or the plots... Haven't really been released. Have you heard anything about what the new Star Wars movies? going to be? Just
1: speculation. All I know is that uh, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher, they're all signed on to return. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they'll come back as themselves older, obviously, but... What, what about Lando Calrissian? I think he's someone's petitioning to get Billy D. Williams back in. <laughs> do you want to see Billy D. Williams in the next? Sure. Game? Who doesn't want to see Billy D. Williams back but in as Lando?
0: Do you want to see Sam Jackson though? Or did Sam Jackson die? He died in
1: the. He died. Mace Windu died when uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, chopped him up. Yeah, when he when he went evil. Um and uh, so that's
0: Star Trek, Star Star Wars. All right. So what else is on your list for your uh, your top ten must see movies of? 2013
1: all right next one iron man 3 iron man 3 yes robert Downey jr coming back uh takes place i think it picks up pretty much right after the avengers and uh they introduced the mandarin character in this uh did you read the iron man comic books not really i never used to keep up with iron man it's usually more of an x-men wolverine guy but i know a lot about the various villains throughout those universes just because almost impossible not to, because they always kind of cross over at some point. So how badass is this dude? I think he's more of a mastermind than an actual superpowered guy, but he has these rings that I think they give him powers. These like physical
0: rings, like yeah. lo-
1: like the Lord of the Ring ring, kind of something like that. But he has one on each finger, so he's got ten rings, ah. and they they feature them for like a quick second in one of the trailers. And he's uh, he's of Asian descent, hence the Mandarin. But I heard that they're kind of dialing that down a bit, just so that they don't offend China. Ah, oh. because I um I think they even changed the plot a little bit for the Chinese release. Oh really? Yeah. Huh.
0: Well, that's a huge market, and and, and you know um I think Iron Man 3 opened up to close to 200 million dollars overseas first. Yeah. Um, which they the studios have decided. You you and I were talking about this in the kitchen in my kitchen. Um, what was it? Two years ago, ish, or maybe three years ago, to release worldwide first
1: before North America. Yeah, it seems like that's where they're um, they're banking on most of their the return of their investment now. Because you figure the average budget for a blockbuster is in the 150 range now. They can get t- all of that back in the opening week overseas. Then anything that opens domestically is just gravy. So
0: I feel like movies when they open overseas. The big numbers then you know the, it, the box office won't hurt overseas uh, if it's released there first because if a movie is is performs poorly critically in America or, or, or in Canada, I feel like it might affect the overseas box office more. but if it's the reverse then people in North America regardless of what they think, you know regardless of how Iron Man 3 is reviewed in England or France or Germany, People are gonna see it here anyway. Yeah, I so mean, it so, looks great. Yeah, so uh, Iron Man three. Do you know? So, so, the new character is who's the actor? Is it Jean Luc Picard?
1: No, it's Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> he plays the Mandarin.
0: Who he didn't play Jean Luc Picard in the in the TV show of uh, Star Trek?
1: Patrick Stewart played Jean Luc Picard. Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> he will be reprising his role as Professor X in the next X Men movie. Who will be Patrick Stewart?
0: Patrick. You know, I gotta get. Uh, I got. I've been talking to Sean Ashmore. Yes. About coming on the Ice podcast. Man. And he and he's excited to do the next star. He played Iceman, as I already just said. Uh, he's excited to do the new um, X Men movie because uh, um, who's the dude that did the third one? That did
1: Brian Singer directed the first two, and he's directing this one again. But Brett Ratner did not. Brett Ratner
0: do. murdered, tried to murder uh. the franchise in the third.
1: Why? In his he- defense, he did not. He was given that script. Yeah, but he's a director. He the is director a director. The director can change anything he wants. I suppose, but maybe he doesn't have enough clout anymore to... to was it... Re- okay, but I'm not... See,
0: I'm not like a... You're an X-Men guy. Yes. That's the comic you've been reading since you were like 10 years oh old. Oh, my God, yes. Was the third one really... It was
1: a, awful. Was, was it? It was an abomination.
0: Wow. Yeah. But did you like the the first class, the new X-Men movie? Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot, actually. The pre, uh, I guess the prequel, I suppose? Yeah,
1: yeah like the origins of Magneto Origin. and Professor Xavier. That was... And it was it had great actors in those roles, like uh Fastbender as Magneto and uh James McAvoy as Professor X and I thought they killed it. And they're coming back too. Into what? The days of their the next X Men movie is gonna be called Days of Future Past based on a like a two or three issue mini story that took place in the Uncanny X Men series of comic books. And I think Chris Claremont wrote that series so and that was basically a futuristic telling of what happens to the the mutants, like the uh the Sentinels are hunting them down, and it's a future where a lot of them have been killed off, or they've been enslaved, and so that's what the story's going to be based on. So it's going to be a, almost, there might not be like a time travel element to it, but it looks like it'll be a really interesting story. So wait,
0: this movie is going to have the new cast of Fassbender and McAvoy,
1: yep. and not have the old cast? No, it's going to have them as well. So I think it will have the younger iterations of those characters, and then you'll have the... Uh, Patrick Stewart playing Professor X and maybe even Ian McKellen. I know uh, Hugh Jackman's in there as Wolverine, so, so but the, he's the same anyways because he doesn't age. But Right, of
0: course. <laughs> and then there's like Fomke Jansen. Yep, saying.
1: Fomke Jansen. And Halle Berry, Halle Sean Ashmore. Yep. Who's the guy that played? Anna the Paquin's Anna in there, pa- Who's the Ellen Page. Who's the, Ellen Page was in it? Yeah, she played uh, the girl who can face, Kitty Pryde. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She was in one of the previous X-Men she movies? She was in X-Men 3. She's a Canadian, right? She's I mean, Canadian, and so is Sean, obviously. And uh, Anna Paquin has some Canadian content, too. Nice. She was born in Winnipeg before <laughs> she moved to New Zealand or something.
0: So, okay, so this case, so I don't even know how we we, how we we totally trailed off. Yeah, that's okay. So, <laughs> uh, Iron Man 3 was uh, the number two movie on Ari's top ten must-see movies of the summer, 2013. In no particular order, but what is the third movie you're, gonna,
1: you're dying to see? Man of Steel. Okay, so we're just, we're just going comic book movies off the top. It's, just, it's look, there's a few in. The, I mean, if you look at the lineup, there's quite a few of, you know, there's sci-fi, there's comic books, there's, there's big uh, action tentpole movies. I, I mean, that's what the summer's about. right Okay,
0: so th- this, there's a reason why you're here, Ari, and <laughs> because you are my authority, it's uh, anything comic books, it's you and it's Nigel, and because you guys hike like different, like you're X-Men, you're X-Men guy, yeah. Wolverine.
1: yeah. what does what Nigel read? I think Nigel tends to explore more of the independent titles. So okay. he, he has, uh, I think he has more of a vested interest in those obscure titles that I occasionally glance at, but he's more... He you
0: know, was a DC guy, I think, though. Green, yeah, Lantern, Green was, Lantern. Yeah, for Green Lantern, yeah. Sure. I, I, I think he's he a I Batman like, and Superman. I, Bat, I think Green Lantern and Batman, I think he...
1: I think he, yeah, he likes more of the DC guys than myself, but since they relaunched their entire universe, I've been reading up on them a little bit more
0: you've been reading some dc titles yeah Oh, okay yeah
1: they rely they did this thing called the new 52 and they basically started everything from one so superman action comics detective batman justice league all those so they
0: rebooted the entire, the entire dc universe
1: exactly when did they do that they did that oh oh uh, about a year ago almost it was so wait DC, over a year ago i think
0: dc is superman Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Flash, Justice League. Um, th- th- those five people are, are, are in the Justice League, right?
1: Yeah, Aquaman's in there. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a guy, a character named Cyborg. Um, Is he that- like Cyclops? Like
0: he shoots stuff out of his eyes?
1: No, he's he's uh, he's actually a cyborg. He was injured in some kind of event, and he had to become part machine to. So he's like like a Terminator. Kind of. But he still has a human element to him.
0: But does he speak with an no, 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 Austrian yeah. accent?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's the guy who's all metal and, uh, like, he turns into metal? and uh, Colossus from oh, the X-Men? Oh, he's on he's the Marvel side. He's the sorry. Marvel side, yeah. Okay, so let's get back to the Man of
1: Steel. Man of Steel.
0: Now, this is, now is this at all related to the Superman movie that came out in, like, 07 or 0-6, 06? No, this,
1: has, this is a complete reboot. Is it? Yes, because it's, it's, it's the same story, the origin story of Superman, so... Uh, you know Krypton. He gets Krypton explodes his home planet, or something happens. It looked from the trailer. It they don't actually show that in the trailer, so they might have a different take on it. But Russell Crowe plays uh, Jor El, and he sends Superman out into Earth, and it appears as though he's being hunted by General Zod. That's seemed, he's the main bad guy played by Michael Shannon, who you may know from Boardwalk Empire. Yes,
0: who was awesome, awesome. In Boardwalk, and he, and he is an imposing. Man, because he's like six four or yeah, something he's a like he's big guy. He's huge, and um and so who plays the new Superman? Uh,
1: a guy named Henry Cavill or Cavill, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Where, where
0: where have we seen him before?
1: You seen him in The Immortals, which was out a couple oh, years. Oh, great ago. movie! Was he the main guy? in he The He was Immortal? the main dude. Yeah,
0: great. It's a great popcorn movie. It's like in the same. Uh, style is three hundred, like Zack Schneider's, yeah, 300. and like, like
1: Wrath of the Titans kind of feel to it in terms of the the subject matter. Okay, like ancient Greece and the gods and all that stuff. So he he's in that, but he also played uh, a main character in the the TV show The Tudors, which was I think about four seasons about like Henry the
0: Tv- Eighth. Oh yeah, and now who's the who's the um. Who's the other actor in that? Uh,
1: Jonathan Riz Myers, I think. That's played, right, yes. Uh, Henry Eighth. Yes. So that's where most people would recognize him from, I think. And who
0: direct? who's directing this one?
1: This is directed by Zack Snyder, the same guy who directed The Watchmen and 300 and Dawn of the Dead, the, that reboot, and something else I'm forgetting, I'm sure. That's good enough. That's, yeah. you, you pretty much got it. Okay. He's known for 300, yes, basically. Yeah, and, and
0: The Watchmen, I guess, a little bit, but 300 was... What he's known okay. for.
1: Yes. Oh, he also directed that awful movie, Sucker Punch. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> yes.
0: The one with the girls in jail. Exactly. Which is still on my PlayStation. I have <laughs> I've been sitting on my PlayStation for over uh, 18 months. It's visually compelling, but story-wise, eh, you know, lazy Sunday. So, uh, Man of Steel, a total reboot. He's still going to be affected by Krypton or Kryptonite. Yes. And uh, my- 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 Michael Shannon is the bad guy, General Zod.
1: yes. And I think think Perry White might be played by Lawrence Fishburne, but I'm not sure. Who's Perry White? He is the editor at the Daily Bugle, where Clark Kent works. Oh. And then Lois Lane's played by Amy Adams, and I think Russell Crowe, I I said that Russell Crowe plays. Is is, is the dad. Is the dad, and then Kevin Costner and Diane Lane play as human parents. Uh, In uh, Kansas? Smallville. Smallville, yeah. Right. Man of Steel. One other thing to add to that, which is what I think will be its success, is that um, Christopher Nolan had a producing role in this project.
0: Christopher Nolan of Batman, the Batman trilogy fame.
1: Yes, so he, he, he was tasked to oversee that they do this right, because the last Superman movie was such a disappointment, so they... They kind of put it in his hands, say, all right, you watch over this. And make wasn't sure. Brett
0: Ratner who, the one who did
1: the last Superman movie? No, actually, that was Brian Singer.
0: Oh, it was? Yeah. And, like, what, I, can't, I, bear, I vaguely remember the movie. Was, wasn't, like, didn't Kevin Spacey, who plays Lex Luthor? Yes. Who's going to, I wonder if Lex Luthor is going to be in this one.
1: I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I know General Zah is the main baddie in this one, but maybe they'll have a little cameo of some bald-headed guy playing <laughs> Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> who should play Lex Luthor? I thought Spacey was amazing as Lex Luthor, but, you know, what can you do? I'm
0: trying to think of
1: Gene I'm, Hackman was really good too. Well, like yeah, he was like
0: legendary. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who would who's like who's like sneaky and slimy enough, like who could be like a real kind of dirt bag, but like kind of like a Wall Streetish, like a like a, a financial kind of a slime ball. Who could who could who embodies that like uh... Hmm. And he has to be bald, right?
1: Well, you could always shave someone's head and hmm. make a bald cap. <laughs> like look at Matt Damon in uh, the movie that we'll be talking about later. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna table that for just a second. All
1: right. Put that in the back of the back. Bar. I'm not gonna remember.
0: I gotta write it down. Back, okay, <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor. I mean, who played op- who op- played
1: op- villains yeah. well?
0: Uh, first person that comes to mind is uh, Jeremy Irons. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyone British, for that matter. Right, you got. You have a British <laughs> accent, like. Sounds or if you're a Brit, pretty sinister.
0: Yeah, you just and then everything that you say is diabolical. <laughs> uh, okay, so Man of Steel, the third, the third movie. What do we got at uh, the four spot?
1: The four spot. We're stepping away from comic books. Is that we okay? are. Okay, take yeah. a little break. Okay, all right. Go. So uh, World War Z. That's that sounds like a comic book movie, but it's based on a book. It's based on a novel. Who's in World War Z? Brad Pitt. BP. Yeah, man. Wow, okay, so what's World War Z about? It's based. It's uh, it's based on a book of stories written by Mel Brooks's son. Who really, Mel Brooks is a famous uh, comedic director responsible for things like uh, uh, Young Frankenstein right. and uh, what was that one about? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yes. And, uh, what was the one in the the, the western one?
0: The cow. Some cowboys. Uh, cowboy. No, I don't think cowboys
1: in the title, but um,
0: oh, saddle.
1: Uh, not Blazing saddles. Blazing, Blazing saddles. Yeah. Yes. Really funny movie. Yeah. Anyway, so his son, which wrote I've never book. seen, but
0: I know it's it, and it's a
1: legendary comedy. Oh, you should watch it. I don't know. He's, anyway, he, he, he
0: So, <laughs> so his son, Mel Brooks' son, wrote World so War. So wrote the Z. book,
1: and then Brad Pitt plays a, a minor character from the book, but they've blown it up into this uh, big main character, and it's basically another take on the zombie apocalypse, which is really popular right now. It seems like vampires have, you know, kind of figured right. Out a Zombies bit. are the new vampire. Exactly. You know, with the success of Walking Dead and, and, and Twilight movies. Oh God!
0: And uh, what's the show? The HBO show,
1: The Walking Dead. No, on, uh, no, that's AMC. Oh yeah, yeah, AMC. The one with Anna Paquin. What's what? Oh, True Blood. True Blood. True Blood. True Blood's still
0: pretty good. Girls really like that one. They love that one because yeah, I, I think of it's, the it's, dudes. Good, it's the two the two yeah. actors who are like good-looking dudes and whatever. But yeah. girls really like
1: that one. Yeah. I remember watching. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about a zombie.
0: Agreed. Yeah, because <laughs> their faces are <laughs> decrepit oh and God. they probably stink and they're just bleeding everywhere. Yeah. So Brad Pitt is uh is he like the last human on earth? He was uh, no
1: he uh, he has some kind of uh, capabilities. He had some kind of position within the UN. He was good at handling crises. So they task him to figure out what caused this outbreak, which caused these people to apparently become infected with something. They die and then they become reanimated, and then they're hyper. They just want to. It's like almost like a virus. I was reading about it. It's uh. The zombies are instinctive to spread this virus, which is why they are just on a rampage trying to eat people.
0: Now, Brad Pitt doesn't do very many action movies. I actually can't think of an action movie that, because this sounds like it's going to be, they're going to be loaded with action, unless it's something psychological, but a zombie movie doesn't really sound like a psychological type of a of an experience. I mean, it's just like, it's survival of humans who are trying to, or, or are, uh, on the brink of extermination by friggin' the undead.
1: Yeah, and the, the new take on this, on the zombie um, phenomenon in this movie is that they're super fast.
0: Like they are in I Am Legend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like those So a bunch creatures. of Usain Bolts. Yeah.
0: But faster, like they're just holding R1 on PlayStation, <laughs> running through the street.
1: Yeah. yeah, they got the speed burst on, on repeat. <laughs> they just, they're
0: just walking around their, their cities just looking for stars that are hanging, like these, these, these glowing, glistening, multicolored stars. They touch the star and they're running. And as they run, it's <laughs> for 15 to 20 seconds <laughs> or for eight, 18 hours. Something like that. So, so, World War- so are you seeing it only because Brad Pitt's in it, or because it's a zombie movie?
1: Ooh, good question. Um, I'm not so much a, a huge zombie guy. I like, I enjoy that genre, but Brad Pitt, I'm a huge fan of. I think he's definitely come a long way since his early days as an actor, and he's evolved. He's he's done some great work in in the last decade or so, or maybe even more. But I I would see it more for him than the actual zombies. But it looks like a really good movie. I think I, the I, the movie
0: that I go to when I think of a, a Brad Pitt movie action was Troy. Yeah. And I and I you know I'm, I'm blanking on his uh, on his filmography, but I go to Troy, which was a dope movie. Uh, uh, granted, but they I mean, and I know you're you're a history buff. You're also you're okay. So you're <laughs> you're a, uh, okay. This is Ari Pollock's like seven second resume. He's a history major, an honors student. He's an actor. He's my imdb and uh my uh knows all my dirt dark secrets and happens to be my best friend so like that's the seven (laughs) second uh resume of ari pollock who's my guest here running down the the 2013 summer movie preview um so brad pitt world war z is a movie that's on your list what is the fifth movie you're in your top 10 in no particular order
1: Okay, so the next one is uh, directed by Guillermo Del Toro, who you might Love remember? Yeah, he's amazing. He did um, Pan's Labyrinth and the Hellboy movies and some Spanish movies, which are oh, there was one called um, the Devil no, the, the Devil's Backbone, I think, which took place in a Spanish orphanage, really, really creepy. But this is a movie they shot in Toronto, actually called Pacific Rim. Really? Yeah. And it's,
0: it's, isn't it like a disaster movie?: or Yeah, it's, with like
1: it's like monsters versus robots. So it's like harkening back to those Godzilla movies, but you know, you've seen what he can do with genre movies. I think you'll do a great job with. It. it looks really cool.
0: So it's called Pacific Rim,", yeah, which I, it, I suppose it harkens to those je- uh, Japanese disaster yeah, yeah. movies like Godzilla," and yeah. Uh,
1: and the idea of the movie is that these monsters have found a dimensional gateway to Earth that happens to be on the pacific rim i guess and then they start attacking the cities so the humans developed these robots called Jaegers, which <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe they na- they named them after chuck yeager i don't know or maybe maybe jagermeister was a big a oh, uh, big sponsor yeah a big
0: sponsor they they chipped in about 20 million like uh sony always does in the uh the the james bond movies yeah, james heineken. Bond's always yeah heineken it's james bond's always on a freaking sony phone
1: like really like who uses like uh, James Bond wouldn't use, a, he would use an iPhone, but anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So, so like, these uh, giant robots that are called Jaegers, they require two people to operate them at the oh, same really? time. Oh, really? Yeah, so they interface their brains somehow. I'm just guessing, but based on the trailer, that's what it seems like it, it is. And then uh, they operate these machines to fight these, ro- these giant monsters.
0: So wait, wasn't okay the Voltron cartoon? Yes, it was human in the robots, right?
1: Well, there was like five parts, right? Yeah, that yeah. would make
0: Voltron. Yes, but wasn't there a human in each of the? Yes, were they? What, there they were, were like ca- cats. Were cats yeah. yeah,
1: and then they became one giant robot. And there was so there was one in the arm, one in There's each a, arm, a, one a, in each torso, leg, and then the leg- torso. Yeah. yeah, they made yeah. Oh, love that cartoon. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and you know, he always the huge sword, and at the his finishing move was always slicing the villain, the bad guy in half. Yeah. Uh, so. Does Pacific Rim have a recognizable lead actor?
1: Yeah, uh, for anyone who's fans of Sons of Anarchy, which I actually haven't even gotten on that boat yet, but I'm looking forward to is uh, Charlie Hunnam, the main guy in that series, and Idris Elba from The Wire and Luther, and um, Diego Klattenhoff from Homeland. He plays Mike from Homeland. Oh, he plays the the friend. Yeah. Oh, Uncle wow. Mike. His name's Di- he His name's Diego. Yeah, huh. he's also a Canadian actor. He's from. Is he Toronto. really? Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Cause like that's awesome. He's Canadian, and then uh, the main actor, the 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 Charlie Hunnam. Char- he's British. From, from no, from from Homeland. Oh, from Homeland.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's a Brit. Like Damian Lewis. Damien Lewis. Yeah. right.
0: he's a Brit, and then. Claire Danes is unbelievable. She's an American, great, but great actress. Uh, so okay, so those are the actors in Pacific Rim. Yeah. So like you would recognize them, but they're not. Their names like their names aren't going to go above the title. Probably, no, on it the would,
1: poster. No, I do You know, there's there's no Tom Cruise or uh, Will Smith in there, but some strong actors, some very strong actors, and and you know Guillermo del Toro has a really good eye when it comes to that type of. Action genre stuff, so I think it'll it looks cool.
0: I just saw a link on a on a website that you and I frequent a lot for movie stuff. We go to comingsoon.net That uh, Ron Perlman is petitioning Guillermo del Toro to do a third Hellboy. Wow! Which the Hellboy movies I think are dope. Like it's it was like, you know, they didn't get as much critical acclaim as the Batman movies. I'm not saying they're on the same level as the Batman movies, but they were. I mean, Ron Perlman was awesome. Like that character of Hellboy was and i'm totally like geeking out this is as far as i'm going to go on the on the geek thing because i'm i'm such an idiot and it's like <laughs> it's like it's like me talking about surgery like repairing somebody's clavicle um but uh the the character was just so he was like he took no crap and he was funny and he was just really crusty yeah hellboy yeah, and uh he's and he, very he,
1: cantankerous yeah thank you <laughs> And
0: Hellboy is what The Thing should have been in those awful Fantastic Four movies.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Which were... They're rebooting that, too.
0: Fantastic Four, is that is that the DC Universe? Or the no, Marvel? that's Marvel. That's Marvel? Yeah, but... Really? That seems kind of DC. Like, they don't seem cool. There's nothing cool about the Fantastic no, Four.
1: are They're... they're eh. Well, the first... Yeah, the Silver Surfer could have been a lot better, but Galacticus could have been a lot better, but... Doesn't Galacticus eat planets? eats planets.
0: So how did, did he not eat Earth?
1: Silver Surfer beat him up. <laughs> this is stupid.
0: Okay, so so far, just a quick recap. We have Star Trek Into Darkness, Iron Man 3, Man of Steel, War War Z, Pacific Rim. Those are five movies on Ari's uh, top ten summer preview list. Let's go to the second half of this list.
1: All right, so going back to comic books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yes, just the Wolverine. It's uh, Wait, so
0: it's not like Wolverine 2? It's just No, well, what the, was the first first one was just Wolverine, wasn't first it?
1: First one was the the well, they did the X-Men movies and then they did Wolverine Origins, which was kind of a calamity cuz they crammed so much into one movie. They could have focused just on the one story of him getting the metal in his bones, but then they decided to just put a lot in there. It didn't really work that well, but this one is taking place after X-Men 3. So it's after Professor X died. After uh, Professor X Jean died Grey. in X Men Three. Yeah, you don't remember? No, man. Uh, That's you, one of the things that enraged fans because it was ludicrous. Who killed Professor X? The Jean Grey as the Phoenix. She disintegrated him. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was awful.
0: Uh, did Did Magneto die in the? No, movie? he
1: lost his powers, but at the end they hint that he still has them. Yeah. So wait,
0: so how can so is Professor X coming back in the next X Men movie as like some mythical? Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of thing? You're going to see him in a hologram with Tupac?
1: I think it's going to be one of those... It's um, him and Tupac. I think it's... Yeah, him, Tupac, and Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me. Hail Mary. I think it's going to be one of those what-if type of futuristic takes. So they'll start with the younger cast, and then they'll be like, if I think if they this person gets assassinated, this causes this future. So if we can prevent this assassination, that will stop this... Uh, apocalyptic future
0: so the Wolverine is so it's it's a Hugh Jackman movie is it gonna be is it is it PG again I remember the last one was a PG movie so you're like there wasn't it it needs to be gory we just spoke about a movie with zombies World War Z and what we've been as the uh, audience been exposed to with Walking Dead which is insanely gory just like guy's face like zombies faces like getting crushed and falling apart and is super like so much blood I hope that a movie about a guy that can sh- shred people would have a lot of
1: blood I would hope so too but I think I was reading an article the other day and it talks about how the R rating or the NC 17 rating is very no NC
0: 17 is like you're gonna see Wolverine's like his pat you're gonna see oh, his... that
1: but then what's so what in the States what's the R rating is it R is
0: like 17 and under yeah. You, you can't see if you're something. But NC NC-17, oh, no,
1: you have to be seventeen years old to get in. But is it if it's restricted, you can get in with an adult?
0: I think so, I think that's what the designation, okay. the difference is. Yeah. So
1: I mean, if it's an R rating, that'd be great because you know it's gonna be a bit of blood and guts in there. Yeah, but there's but, some cursing. Yeah, be like
0: maybe like uh, you know just like th- someone gets dies very violently, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like you know this whole body explodes into <laughs> a, an explosion of like blood paint. Um, pink mist pink mist so wolverine so it's uh, who's so you're you're a wolverine comic guy who are wolverines yeah, that's uh, like
1: enemies sabretooth uh, who Liev Shriver played in the last one he work? played yeah he played in the origins movie there's um, the silver samurai is one of his pseudo like villains sometimes allies oh uh, man he fights so many different guys sabretooth's the main one though that's the main one who's always attached to Wolverine. Did he kill own.
0: him in the last one? In the fir- in the Wolverine movie? I don't remember. No. Wasn't there that thing they were like hanging? Wasn't like they the- survived. So like there was- wasn't like Gambit or like Deadpool in his movie? They're all-
1: yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool was uh, Ryan Reynolds and they're still talking about making a mo a standalone movie for him and then Gambit was Taylor Kitsch played him.
0: Oh, Gambit, that's right. So wait. Wasn't Deadpool in the Avengers movie? What who does what is Jeremy um No, he's Hawkeye. Isn't it the same freaking thing?
2: <laughs> no, I totally did Wait, Hawkeye,
0: the bow and arrow. arrow. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool just very accurate with guns.
1: He's yeah, he's a mercenary. He's just uh, he just has guns and stuff. But he's
0: like a sniper with like handguns and stuff, isn't he?
1: Yeah, in the comic book he's like he can't die. He's he's he can he can get hurt but he doesn't die. He's... He looked
0: the coolest. Like I used to buy when I had comic books I would go to I already worked at a comic book store, I would just go to the, the store and I would just look at the covers. I would never read the comic, but whatever like had a cool cover, like cool art before um uh uh Todd McFarlane sort of I don't know he he sort to me changed comic books with his top but before that I would just look at the covers I'm like oh this is cool and I remember Deadpool I like the way that Deadpool was drawn so but I never read the friggin story so I don't really know anything about Deadpool but he was in the last Wolverine movie yeah yeah
1: he was yeah he but he was yeah I remember he had swords and he was I thought, he had, I thought he had guns. I know they. Well, that's what I'm saying. They totally changed his character. So what's
0: gonna happen in this one? What have you? What have you read about
1: this? one? This one, one is uh, he goes to Japan, and I think they loosely based it on Frank Miller's Wolverine uh, four issue miniseries. So it's he goes to Japan, to uh, he's still upset about what happened in the events of X Men Three. So he's he's depressed about Jean Grey getting killed. He actually killed her in, to stop the Phoenix in that movie. So that's he's kind of wandering, he's picking fights, he's, he's, uh, he's depressed and then someone comes and gets him and says, my, my boss is looking for you. He wants to thank you for saving his life because in the war, Wolverine saved this guy when the, the atom bomb went off in Japan in 1945. So it looks as though he's trying to help him but then something happens and it looks like his healing factor gets compromised and I have a feeling that the, the guy who's trying to repay him isn't all that he looks to be. But there's some ninjas, ha, there's, nice. like, there's, some, there's some sword fights, so it looks like there will be all, every, uh, people like action, it looks like there's going to be a lot of that. In there,
0: there will be some bedlam. Absolutely. So that's the Wolverine with you, Jackman. Uh, what do you? So that's your sixth movie. What's, uh, what's number seven?
1: Alright, number seven is a sci-fi movie called Elysium.
0: This is the Matt Damon movie. This is the
1: Matt Damon I was alluding to earlier when he shaves his head completely bald. He looks pretty badass. He's got tattoos and he puts on this mechanical uh, suit of armor almost to help him become stronger.
0: Really? Is it like, um, is it like um, in the Aliens movie? Yeah, but Sigourney Weaver. way more compact, like okay. an exoskeleton almost. Okay. Yeah,
1: and and the idea of the movie is that. There's this uh, space station called Elysium, which is where all the privileged people live. And everything's, uh, it's like utopia up there. And then all the rest of the suckers live on Earth, which is now this, I don't know, futuristic wasteland. apocalyptic was- yeah. wasteland? It just looks like, you know, all the stuff they warn you about with global warming and all that stuff, looks like that happened. And then everyone's <laughs> stuck on Earth while these uh, rich people... Live up in this space station that overlooking the planet, which still looks pretty good from space. But
0: do you do you? Who directed this one?
1: Uh this one was directed by Neil Blomkamp, who is oh, who directed District Nine. Great movie. Oh, fantastic! And uh I think I think he shot this in Vancouver. I think. Elysium. Yeah, because I think our boy Hype was in this. Was it like a little cameo? He told me he was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he makes the cut. Shout out to Hype.
0: Shout out to uh Derek uh, D Rock. Who he's one of the few. I don't know anybody else who's given himself his own nickname, but he's that guy. He gave his, so I call him, we call him hype because Derek, much like Ari, is a huge uh, lover of cinema, but Derek, and I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but Derek, uh, and actually I'll talk about Derek with uh, Sean Ashmore because he's our mutual friend. Uh, he's just so into like TMZ and like the hype around celebrities and their lives, but he's a dude. So it's not, that's not really like a, generally speaking like a thing that dudes really get caught up in is like celebrity and and that like you know just a typical dude is a sports fan you know into cars and we're just all we're just all apes we like
1: cars (laughs) food sleep yeah like the four basic food food groups of being a guy
0: yeah cars girls food
1: and sports sports. yeah Yeah. pretty much
0: Um, so uh, anyway hype gave us his own nickname Uh, Gave himself a nickname, D Rock. Yes, sir. Uh, So Elysium.
1: Yes, uh, it looks visually very stunning. And I know that he originally wanted to cast a nobody in the lead of this film, and then or as the lead in this film. And then when he met with Matt Damon, he's like, "Yeah, that's my dude." So whatever kind of charisma Matt Damon has, it must have brushed off on the director because he looks cool. Like it, it looks like he's there's no uh, they don't give any reason for his motivations to wanting to go to Elysium. But they imply in the trailer that whatever he's gonna do is gonna change everything. This uh, upper class, lower class status that exists in this world. So, and it's got robots and you know.
0: Does it have a pretty girl in as the like the
1: the female lead? They didn't really feature anyone. Jodie Foster. Not that she's not pretty, but she's the the female lead, and I think she's in charge of Elysium, or has something to do with. Uh, she has a position of power at Elysium.
0: What else you got? What's number eight?
1: All right. So we're going to go over to the comedic side of the summer movie pantheon. So we're going to go with Hangover Part 3.
0: Okay, that's on your list. A lot of people were disappointed with Hangover 2. I loved it, even though I did fall asleep in the theater.
2: Yes, uh, you did. Because
0: I have narcolepsy,
1: not because the movie sucked. I enjoyed it. I had some and big belly laughs. Can we talk about you in the movies? Because here's, here's the thing. If you go to see a movie with Cab and you're sitting next to him, you occasionally have to glance over and make sure he's still awake. And it's not that the movie's boring or that what he's watching isn't interesting. It's just that he has a habit of falling asleep in movies. I remember we went to see Sexy Beast and I was literally elbowing him in the ribs. I think I cracked a rib because <laughs> he would not stay awake. And then at one point he's like, all right, I'm just going to go to sleep, okay? Just, just let me sleep. Okay. <laughs> and this is while Ben Kingsley is freaking out on Ray Winstone. No, 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 no. He's like sleeping through all that.
0: Yes, 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 no, no. I think I think the most egregious, and, and Ari and I, we have probably seen three hundred movies together in our lives, maybe maybe four hundred, and um, I think the most egregious is uh, was Black Hawk Down, which really? is one of the loudest movies I ever. I, I felt I slept through Black Hawk Down. I I probably saw a total of six or seven foot like minutes. Of that movie, and remember, I've never
1: seen it since. I remember we saw that in the basement of the old Uptown Theater, like one of the number two or three, which was downstairs. Blackhawk Down. Yeah. <laughs> what a
0: great theater! That's when I I met Christopher Nolan.
1: Yes, when we saw Memento. You and I saw Memento,
0: yeah. and then we were raving about it. And I got him to sign my 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 film festival guide, which I've I've since lost. And I was like, I'm going to tell everybody to see this movie, Memento. It's going to change the game, and it was. Unbelievable. What a great moment.
1: Yeah, so getting back to Hangover. Hangover yes, Part hangover two, 2. First oh. 20 minutes, howling with laughter, cab is, and then all of a sudden really quiet. We look over, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and like 12 of us went to see it. Like the <laughs> whole crew,
0: the suit came. I think Justin came yep. also. Like there's a big group of dudes that went to see The Hangover
1: 2. And then yeah. I am snoring away. And it Hangover 2 was rinse and repeat from the first one, but I laughed. I thought it was funny. And this one looks like they're taking a totally different take. It just looks hilarious. And I'm willing to give them my $13 donation and see the third one, see the conclusion.
0: Apparently, the trailer wasn't really a hit. The trailer kind of fell flat. So they're, not to reuse this term rebooting, but they're going to re-release another cut. And also, characters will die. Really? Yeah. This is the, from what I read, and and, uh, this will conclude, obviously, the the trilogy. Characters are going to die. And uh, I'm also going to the press junket for oh, this movie. Oh, you moment. are? Yeah. Amazing. I'm going uh, May 10th to May 12th in Las Vegas um, to see the film and interview the cast. And they have uh, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis all together in one interview, which is going to, it's kind of awesome, but it kind of sucks because you only get four minutes with them. So you have to like, yes, basically two questions. So it's <laughs> like, how do you make an impact in, with two questions with three actors who all need to speak because they're all great in in separate ways so i gotta figure out what the what the hell i'm gonna do yeah you got your work but cut out for you i really one. do so hangover three yes um has not deter hangover two did not deter you enough from seeing
1: the third one no absolutely not i laughed i figure if a movie makes me laugh out loud a certain amount of times then i'm i'm willing to what's that number do you have a number is it 10 is it eight not even like five times five times five hard laughs within a two-hour movie i'm i'll see the next one okay and i definitely laughed way more than five times i think I laughed periodically, you know, chuckles to to medium-sized laughs to howling with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so it it had the, the whole spectrum of laughter. Which I will gladly, hopefully, it will uh, give the same thing in the third one.
0: You're one of those dudes that when you really get going, you don't make any sound because like you're almost uh, you're almost buckled, choking,
1: buckled over because yeah, I can't breathe. You're
0: choking for for air when yeah. you when you laugh when you really get going. <laughs> uh, so, Hangover number eight of your of your top ten. I'm in studio with Ari Pollock, who is a my IMDb uh, my film guru. He's breaking down his uh, summer movie. Preview list, 2013, what's at your number nine?
1: All right, number nine, I'm going to throw in a horror movie. Nice! Yes, because, you know, the horror genre can be very hit or miss. And I went to see the Evil Dead reboot the other day, or the remake, whatever you want to call it, and uh, they showed a trailer for this movie called The Conjuring, which looks super creepy. What is it? It's uh, basically these ghost hunters, and they get called to this house to investigate weird stuff, and uh, it's with uh, Patrick Wilson from The Watchmen and um, Vera Farmiga,
0: who's, who's pretty in, hot.
1: Yeah, and she's a good actress. She's in that new uh, Bates Motel TV series, which I haven't watched.
0: But. Yes, yes. Uh, she was in. Uh, she was the love interest in The Departed. Both her, yes, she was. DiCaprio and Matt Damon were fooling around
1: with. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, I think she is the more psychic of the pair, or she has more of an intuition towards the ghosts. And as they investigate this house with these kids, and the parents are freaking out like all this weird stuff's going on, they, she starts to see creepy stuff. Like, uh, I can't even repeat it, it's kind of creepy me out right now. But it's. It There's looks, always a house,
0: though. There's always a house in
1: horror movies. Like it's, there has to be, because if it's out in the wilderness, yeah, I just run away. Well, There's nothing containing it. I suppose. But they're oh, It's. I don't know if. It's not like the happening. Where the, the, the leaves are trying to kill you.
0: <laughs> or the bird oh the bird's not a horror flick. Yeah. I guess I guess the Blair Witch project is kind of a horror uh, flick. Oh
1: yeah, I guess so. Stuck in the wilderness. Or, yeah. or the Jason movies,
0: Friday thirteenth. Yeah, sure. In the in the woods. But he's gonna catch but you. But that's something yeah, I, no matter how
1: Yeah, no matter how fast or how hard you run, and he's walking normally, he will catch you. <laughs> <laughs> so the conjuring. <laughs> yeah. I I'm definitely gonna check that out when it gets released. Is there
0: a uh a famous director attached to that one
1: i don't know i actually don't know the director i didn't take notice of that but um but the concept seemed cool enough or creepy enough that yeah
0: when you saw this what well, you saw the evil dead I mean, you saw a preview for the conjuring yeah i don't know okay
1: the trailer i think the trailer was actually scarier than the evil dead movie nice the evil dead movie was good it kind of got a little uh campy near the end but this one looks creepy so definitely worth a watch
0: that's number nine on your list what is number ten
1: number ten i'm gonna throw in an indie or is as, as indie as you can get these days it's uh it's a movie called Only God Forgives and it's directed by uh Nicholas Winding Refn I'm probably butchering his name I think it's Norwegian or or Danish but it's the guy who directed Drive with oh, Ryan Gosling Okay
0: is Ryan Gosling Ryan also? Gosling
1: is in it He was originally not supposed to be in it the original guy uh had to pass and so then Ryan Gosling stepped in and it looks crazy He's this uh I think he looks like uh, I don't even know what he is actually, but it takes place in Thailand and it involves Thai boxing.
0: Oh, like 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 the the seedy kind of underground world, yes. or like the UFC
1: uh, no, Thai boxing. No, it th- looks like street fighting. Like there's one part uh, one part in the trailer where he just walks up to these dudes like, "Hey, want to fight?" And that's and then it just cuts to him, his face all busted up. And <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, uh what's her name uh Kristen Scott Thomas plays his mom, and apparently she makes she's from like the English patient right yes, okay yes, she's a love interest in that movie okay. and apparently she makes uh she plays like the worst mother in the world in the history of mothers, so I'm not sure what it's isn't it a revenge
0: movie like doesn't it like something i uh, maybe I'm mixing them i think i feel like only god forgives like this it's like a a big revenge movie because something happens to ryan gosling's like brother or something like he dies or something and it's like and i love revenge movies like oh, those it's are a, great. it's a it's a a great like a, they've made dozens of them in the history of time it's just like one emotion it's like somebody's getting paid back for what they did to me or my family and it should be gruesome because i'm pissed like i i do enjoy that uh that genre of film.
1: Yeah, because it's an emotion that everyone can relate to. Of Someone's course. wronged you, you want to see that person get their payback or their comeuppance, as you, as you will.
0: So we have, let me just break down these movies again. So R. is just given his top 10 uh, must-see movies of the summer, Star Trek Into Darkness, Iron Man 3, Man of Steel, World War Z, Pacific Rim, The Wolverine, Elysium, Hangover 3, The Conjuring, and Only God Forgives. There's a heavy comic book uh theme (laughs) to the movies (laughs) on his list because he's a comic book guy
1: having presence of comic books right
0: my dude ari pollock okay so those are the movies you want to see so do you have a list of movies that you're not gonna waste your 14
1: bucks yes i've i've compiled a a little a tiny list there's a few okay there's some that there's actually some that i will Definitely not see, just based on the trailer that I'm like, oh, I have no desire to see that. And then there's a few where I will probably still see it, but then regret having seen it. Wait, so wait, you're, but this list has to be the movies you're not
0: giving your 14 bucks to. You can download the movie and waste 90 minutes or two hours watching it, but these are the movies that you are absolutely not going to spend 14 bucks to see.
1: Okay, all right.
0: What's on that list?
1: The The Heat. Wait, is it. It's with Sandra Bullock and um, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Really? Yeah, they play. She's funny. I think she's hilarious, but it it looks like they're trying to do a female take on the Buddy Cop movie. And uh, I just. I don't really want to see it. (laughs) 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 Okay, the heat with Sandra Bullock. The trailer looks kind of funny, but they actually. I was in a movie the other day, and they showed us a clip from the film, and it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw
0: uh earlier this this year I saw the Melissa McCarthy and uh Michael Bluth. What's Michael Bluth? Jason Bateman. Oh, um
1: um uh, Identity, Identity Thief. Thief. Yeah. And that
0: movie's made over 100 million. million. Really? Yeah, it's oh made over God. so it's it's qualified as a blockbuster. Sure. And it was it was it had some laughs. It was it was nice. It was like it was good. It wasn't like amazing, but it was good.
1: Yeah, when I first saw that I was like, oh, I'll see that. And then as time wore on, I was like, nah, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so the
0: heat. What else, is on the mo- what else is on the list for the movies you'll not waste your 14 bucks on?
1: Uh, Grown Ups 2.
0: Oh, my gosh. And don't I get love- me
1: wrong. I love Adam Sandler. I think he's hilarious. Chris Rock. Uh, what's the dude from King of Queens? Um, Kevin James. Kevin James. And, uh, David Spade. Uh, the other, and what's the other dude? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in it. The
0: whole... Um, who's, who's benefited more from being a friend of Adam Sandler? Rob mm. Schneider or Kevin James?
1: I'd say Rob Schneider.
0: Yeah? yeah. the Argument could be made that Kevin James, his entire career... But dude, like he did
1: King of Queens ran for how many seasons? I feel like seven or eight. Yeah. But, so it's but Kevin, James,
0: Kevin James has filled in the role of Chris Farley. like Chris Farley uh, would have been in the, the Grown Ups movies both of them and Chris Farley would have been, If what was that what was that movie where Adam Sandler was the uh, the firefighter and he had to
1: oh the they were pretending to be gay so yeah. they wouldn't lose their oh he wouldn't he would get his health benefits or something like, something that? like that so yeah. they, they,
0: they got married in the movie right
1: I if, think they pretended to be oh yeah they got uh, I can't well, remember because I don't think gay marriage is legal same in, sex marriage is not legal in in, New, in York. New York at that time when the movie came out right
0: and Jessica Biel there was that one shot of Jessica Biel putting oh, her pants on you yep. just saw like the shape like whoa yeah that's, she's, when, she's, that's when Jessica Biel, like, with just that, like, 1.4 second clip of her putting her pants back on, just like, oh, my goodness. Yes.
1: She, she's, uh.
0: That solidified, that was, like, a huge moment, because Jessica Biel was on that TV show that.
1: Oh, uh, like, Seventh Heaven? Seventh mm-hmm. Heaven.
0: She's, like, this little child actor, but then you didn't see that she was a woman.
1: Yeah. Until, until she that, did that, that uh, magazine spread. I forget the name of the magazine. I, but, wasn't it
0: deta- It wasn't detailed. No,
1: it was something else. I think I have it. Actually, I actually think I have it,
0: and, uh, and she was, like, topless in the magazine.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna She's leave. like, I'm getting off this show. Right. <laughs> so this will seal the deal. Um, So, so yeah. So Rob Schneider, too. you think, is I think benefited Schneider more benefited from being... More. I think he has less talent than, than <laughs> Kevin James, so I think <laughs> that, and no offense to Rob Schneider, but I just think uh, he benefits he gets more of that trickle-down effect from adam sandler than kevin james because in his own right he can kevin james has starred in movies he's starred in more movies i think you know rob schneider has the deuce bigelow film za. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if anyone saw deuce bigelow in europe i didn't but nobody did first one was funny but kevin james you know it was i i now pronounce you chuck and larry well, you're right
0: so okay but if 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 chris farley doesn't die Okay, there's no, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry for Kevin James, there's no Boom Goes the Dynamite or whatever that song, oh, here, here Comes, comes the boom. boom, there isn't the Zookeeper movie, there isn't Paul, Paul Blart Mall Cop, well maybe there's Paul Blart Mall Cop, <laughs> maybe he makes the Mall Cop movie, but there's no grown ups and there's no grown ups too, and there's certainly no, I now pronounce you uh, Chuck and Larry. But were and,
1: any of those movies blockbusters?
0: I feel like Mall Cop was really? Mall Cop. I feel like, but the Zookeeper one wasn't. And here comes the boom was actually half decent. But I laughed at was... that
1: one. I, I enjoyed that one. Cause... But
0: Rob Schneider, okay, Rob Schneider did the animal. He did the Deuce Bigelow movies. Yeah. But what else has he done like on his
1: own? Wasn't there one where he got possessed by a girl or like? Her oh yeah, soul? he became a girl, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Her soul went into his body or something like that. Uh, it was. I
0: think it was called. This movie sucks and it's, <laughs> and it's rubbish. I say that, and me, and I'm a talentless hack, so I don't even know why, why I'm saying that. Oh, about there it rock. is right there. Hot chick. Hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Grown Ups 2. You're, you're not giving your 14 bucks to
1: Definitely not. What else is on that movie? On that list? On that list? Uh, Monsters University. Oh, the Pixar movie? Yeah. Are I you... liked Monsters, and I, and I love Pixar movies. I loved Brave. I loved um, Wreck-It Ralph. Did not see cars still have not seen cars or cars too don't I haven't really. seen any one and either. they're coming out with another one called planes, but this one just seems like they're um trying to milk that same cow and I don't think it's they be they will one.
0: milk the cow. There oh. will be legions of six to ten year olds all across North America seeing them. Dragging their parents to the or the parents are like all right shut up here I go yeah I'll come pick you
1: back up in eighty eight minutes yeah like I would watch a sequel to The Incredibles because I think they could do a sequel to that one there's so many possibilities for that story yeah it, but it this goes is right a, back to your wheelhouse it's like
0: well, yeah
1: exactly but Monsters University is, it's a prequel to that to Monsters it's oh, when it is. yeah it's when Sully and Mike first meet in university and they're kind of frenemies and they're competing <laughs> with one another to be the better you know monster so I just yeah, I I will wait for that one.
0: I might watch that one on
1: a plane. Sure, there you go.
0: But I I generally, when I'm on a plane, I generally don't watch the animated movies. I try to watch like, you know, a documentary or some show on some business thing. And then if I do watch a movie on a plane, and shout out to Air Canada because Air Canada always has the best selection yeah. of movies on planes. So sorry to. Uh, the American listeners, you guys get united, which sucks. U.S. Airways sucks. I was on a U.S. Airways flight, and they had the screens in the middle of the aisle, oh, like man. one of those old ones, like box TV. Yeah. I'm like, will you guys step up your friggin' your, your, your entertainment for your passengers game and just spend a little bit of money and refurbish your planes? Jeez.
1: Yep, I agree. Um, what was that movie you said you watched on an airplane recently, and it was unwatchable?
0: Oh, uh, Three Stooges. Yes. Three Stooges was was an abomination. Like, <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was flying to Jamaica with my dad, and uh, I started watching it, and I was like, I think my dad's going to be more embarrassed that I'm sitting next to him watching the Three Stooges than me actually trying to get through the Three, three Stooges, which was terrible. Um, is, is there, are there any other movies on this list?
1: Yeah, I, th- I have a feeling that I will not end up watching The Internship, even though it really? really, I th- I have a feeling that... If anything, I'll use a free pass to watch it, or <laughs> I'll wait for it to come to video. Wait, they still
0: give out free movie passes? How do you get free movie passes?
1: Uh, remember Matt Korsh? Yeah, he used to work at Scotia. He would feed me free passes all the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's
0: like that's like something that people never get
1: anymore. Yeah,
0: And I mean, it's still it's still kind of like a nice gift. Like, oh yeah, thanks, like twenty bucks at the yeah, th- I'll, I'll totally use this. Like, it's one of those gift cards that you'll always use. 100 percent. Everybody goes to the movies. Yeah. Or like I guess a Starbucks card or something you'll probably use. But I, I don't know if I've ever if I've used a movie pass in the last eight to ten years. Wow, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, he gave me ton. <laughs> he he. Every time I'd see him, he'd be like, I'd say, "Hey, man, I ran out of passes. Say, oh, just text me your address and I'll mail you some. Perfect." And then I the next day he'd courier it to my house. Amazing. Yeah, I love Matt. Shout out to Matt Kors. So the internship is Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Yes, and they try and get an internship at Google. And I think it's one of those movies where a lot of the good, funny stuff is in the trailer. So, we'll see. I'm worried about this movie,
0: too, because they're shooting at Google. Google is a Fortune 500 company. Google is very aware of its brand. So, like, anything—and I'm sure the script had to—the vetting process probably took, like, two years. And whenever you're dealing with a big brand, they're always so brand aware. And the the people are—like, the— they're always so like hypersensitive to the way the brand is portrayed or what's said about the brand. So, even like so, I have I'm worried about this movie as well. I'll still go see it because I'm a huge fan of Vince Vaughn. And I think his ad libs are great, and Owen Wilson to me is very funny. And those guys have great chemistry, as we saw in the Wedding Crashers. Agree, um, but uh, but I like you like the I think the wedding crashers was rated R it was an unbelievable comedy yes but the internship I feel like will be PG and you might get a a joke about some girl's breasts in the uh, some in the uh, at the you know one of the de- designers has great breasts or something that might be like one of their I have no idea cuz I'm only basing it on the trailer
1: but yeah well my, I don't I don't think we're going to see that opening montage like we did in wedding crashers I don't think there will I don't think we'll ever see uh, an opening montage of that. I'm not sure that that's while. not
0: I, that might be the, w- the best opening montage ever.
1: Oh, hands down. Do that's you see that... Spring
0: Breakers? No. Spring Breakers is a pretty good opening I remember montage. you were
1: talking to Logan Couture, and he knew the, the exact minute that movie was premiering. <laughs> He's like, oh, Selena Gomez, I'm on it. Dude, the
0: first, uh, I'm going to say like 17 minutes of Spring Breakers. And shout out to Harmony Kareen. Yes. Because there's just like, he just sets up a dolly. Which for, for people who don't understand, you just put a camera on a set of tracks and it looks like a small little train, not a train, but like a an apparatus where a camera can slide fluidly back and forth. So he just, it just looks like he set up a dolly on a beach and just fed like college kids free beer and they were just dancing shirtless. And guys are just pouring beer into the mouths of these topless girls on a beach. Oh, wow.
1: Awesome. I might have to uh, add that to the must-see list.
0: Awesome. Like it's 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 for sure it's on mrskin.com right
1: now. <laughs> I heard James Franco is actually quite good in that.
0: He's he's pretty he's pretty funny. And Selena Gomez is quite quite enjoyable in the movie. And that's the what? first time I've
1: ever seen her act. Yeah, I've never seen any of the Disney stuff, so I don't know if she can act. She still
0: looks like she's 11 so it's a little weird because in the context of this movie people are drinking, they're doing drugs, they're having sex and you see this girl who looks like she's born in 1999. Uh, so it's a little bit you feel kind of uncomfortable, but
1: but is that an inaccurate portrayal of spring break? Because I mean, we've we've experienced U.S. spring break, yeah, and twice. It's it's you know girls gone wild, pretty much. We so we
0: went to Cancun and we went to Jamaica. Um, Jamaica, I think, was crazier than Cancun. Would you agree? Oh,
1: one thousand percent.
0: Because on our, <laughs> remember the, uh, and I I still have the footage at my place. It's a small little story. We are at uh, some. <laughs> and I don't want to say this one part about you, because <laughs> Ari has the track record of within a good 11 minutes of arriving at a venue, this dude is making out with a stranger. Like, with some girl, Ari is just, okay, so, now that that's not the, <laughs> not the story. What we're just saying, like, we're at, there's always a wet t-shirt com- contest, and for those of you that have gone to a spring break, a wet t-shirt contest, Always turns into whoever gets the most naked is going to win the 100 bucks or whatever the prize is.
1: Yeah, the gift card to Jimmy Buffett.
0: Right. (laughs) Sometimes there is no prize. It's just every every guy cheers and every there's always a show your uh, chant. And uh, and, those uh, erupt so quickly. Yeah, do they have yeah because we're drinking, you oh know, r- rubbing Cokes and and uh Hurricanes and that kind of nonsense. <laughs>
1: Miami vices. Miami vices. <laughs> Remember those?
0: So, yeah. So, after this one uh uh wet t-shirt contest, the winner uh we interview the winner. And and my dude Henderson interviews this girl. Her name was Erin from The Ohio State.
1: Shout out to The Ohio State. Shout
0: out to The Ohio State uh cuz she was just in her Buckeyes. Uh completely naked i think and he was doing the the post-game interview yeah she
1: she she has she had no problems being naked in front of people like you could tell she was more comfortable naked than clothed yeah because we saw quite a lot of her buckeyes yeah we really Uh, did
0: we saw her buckeyes and her big 10 it uh it was quite enjoyable so the internship getting back is not getting your 14 bucks
1: no i have a feeling that will at the very least get a I'll use one of my free passes. You see that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you have free passes out there, Ari is recommending you use that on the movie, The Latest Vehicle with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson coming to theaters this,
1: uh, this summer. Okay, so... Because uh, uh, you know when you... You use a free pass on a movie, and the movie ends up sucking, you can at least, oh, well, at least I didn't spend any money on that. Thing. Right, right. Like, I remember thinking that as soon as I walked out of The Happening. In fact, halfway through The Happening, I'm like, I'm so glad I used a free pass on this movie. Does Wait, M. Night... Is- M. Night Shyamalan's last movie. Oh, no, sorry, that was before Last Airbender. So wait, but it was M- awful. M. Night
0: Shyamalan, um, who had... His first three movies were... Not, okay, his first three movies were amazing. Like, but this... Uh, not signs. What's the one before signs? Uh, Unbreakable. No, Unbreakable was the third one. It goes. Unbra- sorry.
1: Sixth Sense. Unbreakable. Sixth Sense.
0: Unbreakable. Then signs.
1: Yeah. And then the Village was
0: was the fourth one. Yeah. But before he did, um, the what was the Bruce Willis one? I just forgot about.
1: it. What was the first one again? Sixth Sense. and The Sixth Sense. <laughs> I'm
0: such an idiot. <laughs> before the Sixth Sense, he did a kids movie yes. called Wide Awake with Rosie O'Donnell. Like yeah. It was the, did she
1: play a nun or something like that? Or I a can't teacher? remember
0: uh Rosie O'Donnell is the the main actor but so but people kind of forget that's on his resume anyways but if for 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 the general public he starts with The Sixth Sense then it's Unbreakable then it's Signs which is that 3 movie run is impressive not the most impressive ever but it's impressive and could be in a conversation for the the most impressive 3 movie run I think for the blockbuster genre I can't say it's not in, you know. It's not. You're not gonna throw that three movie run in with, in a conversation about a Scorsese, with a Scorsese or uh, a P.T. Anderson or a uh, 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 um, a Chris David Nolan. Fincher or a Chris Nolan. Like none of those
1: guys. But M. Night M. Night is back, though, isn't he? I would hope so, but I think he did not write this movie. But he directed it. He directed it, and and his skills as a director have never been in question. It's when he was writing and inserting himself into the movies where I think he faltered. So I'm hoping it looks great. The trailer looks fantastic, and that line where he's where Will Smith's saying to his son, he's like. You know, fear is something in your mind, but danger is real. And that's, I was like, that's great. Like, that seems like the theme of the movie.
0: And the movie we're talking about is called After Earth. And that one comes out in May as well. The May schedule is so front-loaded. Huge movies coming out. And Will Smith used to be known as Mr.
1: July. Yeah. No, Memorial Day weekend. Wasn't it Memorial Day weekend or was it Fourth of July? Fourth of July weekend. Was it? I thought it was Memorial
0: Day. He had like three or four that were like Men in Black, Independence Day, uh Wild Wild West. Like he was Fourth of July was his weekend. But Enemy this movie of the state. And uh I don't I was think that, that was M- like a November oh, okay. kind of a flick. But his big event movies were July 4th. But anyway, but this year, After Earth with his son Jaden Smith, uh comes out in May. Um what are you what are you do you have what I'll are your for expectations sure that. for that one?
1: I have moderate expectations only because of M night, but I think it'll do well. it looks good. So, and, and you know, it's a, it looks like a very cool sci-fi movie. Uh, Will Smith is awesome, and his son is doing fantastic. I saw The Karate Kid, and it was great. He was Wait, really good at Did it. you really? I, yeah, I did. Did you go to the theater to see I it? I actually saw that in the theater. Jackie did- Chan was pretty good at that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Were you with a girl? I think I saw it on my own. Really? Yeah. You soloed it? To- I saw That was a solo trip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, You know you're comfortable with yourself when you can go to the movies by yourself. I'd say 92% of the movies that I see in the theater are by myself. I'm one of those dudes. You and I both, we see a lot of movies. Matinees. Yeah. Matinees are just the best time to go to the movies because there aren't going to be kids there. or people
1: kicking the back of your seat. Yeah,
0: people aren't going to be talking generally. You can move around the theater because the theaters aren't as busy unless it's like the summertime and... You know, you have nerds lining up to see the latest Star Wars movie the day before, and that was those are a little trickier. But generally, matinees best way to go. Um, okay, so let's. I want to get into it, you. Know, whenever you read like magazines, and there's always like, you know, we, we, we you compiled your own must see list of, of the summer 2013, and then there's like there's like the bullet form bold predictions. So I'm gonna throw out. Uh, some categories to you and give me your bold predictions for the summer movies. So, um, the the movie you are anticipating the most, okay, that's not a, a bold prediction, We're gonna get but the movie, the biggest anticipation
1: is? For myself or do I think for, for you. the general public? For me, it's going to be the Wolverine just because that's my favorite character and I love that, and I actually have quite a, a fascination with Japan and just the history of that country. And, you know, it's got samurais and ninjas and wolverines, so it's just the perfect cocktail for me. So I'm anticipating that one quite a bit. Um, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: The Wolverine, uh, your biggest anticipation. Okay, uh, now this is, I'm going to get you to predict just, I guess, what the marketplace will will hold or what the marketplace will decide. Uh, The biggest surprise movie of the summer will be
1: I think it's going to be Pacific Rim. Really? Yeah.
0: Like, as far as box office or, or like, critical
1: acclaim? Because I don't think it's getting a lot of hype yet, and I think it's going to kind of come out of nowhere, and it's going to have a—depending on how well it is, I think it'll have good word of mouth, and that'll generate heavy box office for it. Because you already know, like, Superman—or, sorry, Man of Steel, Star Trek— uh, Iron Man. Those are already being blown up, and a lot. They'll of, they'll,
0: they'll open with like three, four thousand screens. of exactly. Monsters.
1: Yeah, and I think the the movies that aren't getting as much um, uh, advertisement yet, I that's what I was that's what I was thinking of in terms of uh, biggest surprise. I think it's not getting as much market play yet, but I think it when it does come, it'll be big.
0: And you also have an affinity for women of different cultures. I do. <laughs> The, uh, the biggest hit of the summer, your opinion. According to my guest Ari Pollack, who's in studio with me, my personal IMDB film guru, actor, historian, biggest hit. Your prediction for the summer 2013.
1: Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I think that dollar-wise, that's going to rake it in. What, what kind of dollar figure are you thinking? I think... Do you think it's going to be like a billion like, dollar dom- movie? I think it has the potential just because as we were like talking... World, like, including worldwide, not domestic. Yeah, worldwide, obviously. But I think because um, it has that universal appeal, everyone knows Superman. So worldwide, we were talking about how worldwide box office is... It makes a lot more than the domestic now. And and a lot of the studios bank a lot on those foreign dollars to, uh, to keep their... Their machines moving right, so I think Man of Steel. It looks like it's got a good story. Looks like visually compelling, and I think that will lead to lots of money. Plus, it's um, Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder, and I think that their new take on this will be pretty good.
0: I love Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan's resume. You can put his resume of films up against any film director, and and he could he could probably go toe to toe as far as like. The creativity, the I, I think the guy's a genius. And as far as critical acclaim, like Christopher Nolan has not. I probably, I I suppose the late the last Batman or the one with Robin Williams and Al Pacino probably like his insomnia insomnia probably least critically acclaimed films or yeah. like the the ones that perform the the yeah I guess the the most disappointing by I think I am not sure I know some people hated on the last Batman movie I loved it I don't know what oh, you- oh
1: no I thought it was great. I even bought that box set with the uh, the broken cowl. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually uh, I swear it's yeah. I did Dude, when, what did
0: you What did you do with all you? You used to have th- like
1: thousands of comic books. Where are, are Oh, they're sitting in boxes. are they? Yeah. Where? they're stacked up
0: <laughs> what are you going to do with them oh, are you man. just going to wait until we, the the earth no longer like at some point paper is going to be like outlawed because we're going to need to protect the the planet <laughs> because there's going to be we're going to need the trees to uh, produce carbon to to sort of try to reverse all the damage that we've done to the atmosphere so like paper will be outlawed at some point. Are you just going to hang on to like...
1: Uh, actually I do download quite a lot of comic books now digitally so there's some where I don't care to actually own the comic book and I'll just I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read it on my tablet on my iPad and just it's great because I can load it up with tons of books and then just, you know, at my leisure, just read them. But and Yeah, it definitely saves space and paper and geek out, <laughs> 100%. Uh,
0: in your opinion, which movie will give audiences the biggest bang for their buck?
1: Okay, I saw the trailer for this movie called Now You See Me about a group of magicians who rob banks. Oh, wow. And while they're performing. Oh, and that sounds amazing. What, it looks great. Who's Luke, in it? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Isla Fisher, I think. Oh, uh, Mark is in it, and uh, oh god, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of good actors in that one, and the trailer looks. That's a great um, concept. It's cool. Like the the trailer is great. It's um, they're performing in Vegas, and then everyone in the audience is people who've been down on their luck and had hard times, and they're like, so we're gonna reward you guys by robbing this guy's bank account, and then, boom, all of a sudden, dollar bills just start floating out of the sky, and they'd rob this dude of $200 million. Oh, that's a classic and
0: sleight of hand. Everybody's looking at the bills. Oh, Michael Caine's oh. in it, too. Sorry, that just popped in my head. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. If you want to sound like my, I can't do it. I'm just going to stop right
2: there.
1: Uh, so that's called Now You See Me. Now You See Me. It was directed by Louis Leterrier. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And I, I can't remember if he directed The Italian Job, the one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. But he's definitely something... He's done something that I've liked before. I just can't remember what, but...
0: So that's the movie you think will give you the biggest bang for your buck. Now you see me about some magicians that are bank robbers, uh, not surfers that are bank
1: robbers. No, definitely not.
0: I think they're making a point blank, too. A point, point break, too. I, I, I Like they're going to
1: reboot it or yeah, do a no, sequel? Do a... <laughs> like Johnny <laughs> Utah... Well, like, well, Patrick Swayze, we can't, uh, unfortunately... Oh, right, of course, yeah. Although he probably... They can just say he died in that giant wave that right. he was surfing at the end. Of which the was movie. which was kind of
0: understood. No, wasn't it wasn't like the biggest wave ever.
1: Oh, it was like a a, a rogue wave or like yeah. I don't know, like a fifty foot, hundred foot wave, something like that.
0: In your opinion, the biggest flop of 2013, the summer movie movies will be, The Lone Ranger.
1: Oh, the Johnny Depp movie? Yeah, I just uh, I love Gore Verbinski and I love Johnny Depp and uh, I don't have any problems with Army Hammer. I thought he was good in Social Network. I just have a feeling that this is going to have like the wild, wild west effect and just something. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be a hit.
0: I mean, the last movie that had, I guess, I don't know if it can really be considered a western was Django Unchained. And that did very well at the box office. True, But uh, westerns, summer westerns, I don't know. I I don't remember them really performing. 310 to Yuma.
1: Dope movie. Oh, fantastic film. And but, that's the guy who directed that is directing the Wolverine, James Mangold. Oh, really? Yeah, he also directed Walk the Line, the uh Johnny Cash biopic. Oh, uh, Okay. So there's some clout behind that one. What was the What
0: or- was the Tom Hardy movie last summer that was uh set in the uh, like well, I guess it maybe it was I don't know if it's considered a western. Tom Hardy um uh who's the kid from Transformers? Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf um and Jessica Chastain... Oh,
2: Lawless.
1: Lawless. Very disappointed in that movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was like... Just the real... Uh, when Shia LaBeouf gets beat up by Guy Pierce, who was amazing in that movie. He, he was, was great. He Okay, there you go. There's a sinister Lex Luthor type yes. that we could put in there. Guy Pierce. Guy yes. Pierce, Australian actor... He beats the crap out of Shia LaBeouf, and then he's got like a Band-Aid on his face, yeah, and that's, he looks normal. I was like, this kid's face would be hamburger meat after that beatdown. <laughs> <weekend." laughs> so and that was just one thing that I'm nitpicking at, but there was, cert, there was a lot of things in that movie where I was like, eh, this is just kind of subpar. When
0: I'm on the road, I have these uh, conversations sometimes with uh, my producer Dave or whomever and we're you know sometimes we talk about athletes we have these like hypotheticals and every sports fan has these hypotheticals about um athletes competing in different eras how would how would michael jordan play today how would wayne gretzky be you know playing if wayne, wayne gretzky in his prime in 2013 would he still be putting up 200 points in a season um now uh, so we have these hypotheticals and then we then we, we have some conversations just as sports fans or lovers of film where you examine a person's resume and um and on this list I compiled a little list and I want to have this conversation with you Ari I'm in studio with Ari Pollack I'm discussing you know the summer movie um preview the 2013 edition and there are movies this summer with huge actors Leonardo DiCaprio's in The Great Gatsby uh Brad Pitt's in World War Z. Uh, Will Will Smith's in After Earth. Um, uh, you know, Johnny Depp is in The Lone Ranger. Uh, you know, um, who, uh, Tom Cruise just in a movie called Oblivion. Like these, Matt Damon's in Elysium. Huge, huge movie stars. Like the definition of movie stars.
1: Yeah, the only one we're missing is George Clooney. What's he doing this summer? Nothing.
0: Uh, he's just uh, Stacy Keebler is what uh, he's oh, doing. Oh,
1: well, that could, that's... Yeah, good, good on stay him. stay inside in the summertime.
0: <laughs> stay home, drink wine in the yeah. south of France.
1: No, he's got a place in Italy. Does he? Yeah, Lake Cuomo. He's got like a castle or something. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, it's George Clooney. He, doesn't, he
0: doesn't he have pigs as pets? Or like hogs? I don't know. I think he's got like <laughs> a or two hogs as pets. So, so five actors that have movies this summer. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Will Smith, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp. In any 10-year stretch, which one of these actors, in your opinion, had the best 10-year run? Now, I want you to consider the critical acclaim, obviously the box office, any awards or, or acknowledgments of the film or their performances, and the staying power of the movies, of the particular movie. Because comedy is the hardest genre to stay relevant or to stay to, to hold up after time, um, you know. Uh, although I f- still find Ace Ventura funny, I don't <laughs> know. If, I don't know if Ace uh, Ventura holds up. 20 that's years another later. one we
1: saw together. together yeah, Ace.
0: Ventura, <laughs> I, I think I saw Ace Ventura multiple times. Oh, and Jim God. Carrey, like, had he had a movie this summer? Oh, he does. Kick-Ass too. Kick-Ass
1: too. Yeah, he plays one of the. the Jim Carrey the could
0: be could could also be in this this conversation because Jim Carrey certainly by box office. Had a pretty huge run. And I think the guy right now who doesn't have a movie coming out this summer, but Will Ferrell, his like 10, 12 year run in the comedy genre is close to being unprecedented. Because he's still, even though he's had some, he's done some movies like that Mexican movie. Uh, oh, and,
1: yeah. The Spanish language film. <laughs> yeah. And like
0: in the movie where he was playing a character that was living through the pen of, um, Oh, of, uh, not yeah. uh, Emma 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 Thomas Emma, Emma
1: Thompson Thompson yeah I can't
0: remember the name of that movie I but
1: saw, I never saw that movie but it looked funny and the She's other guys in wasn't
0: life. a huge hit but it was kind of funny but it wasn't but anyway I want you to consider Ari, I want you to consider these five actors I always okay. have this hypothetical which actors had the best run so Leonardo DiCaprio who um, stars in The Great Gatsby Matt Damon who's in Elysium Will Smith who's in After Earth Tom Cre- Cruise who was in Oblivion, which is out now, and Johnny Depp, that's starring in The Lone Ranger. Any 10-year run, which actor, based on their filmography, their box office, the critical acclaim, any awards or nominations or acknowledgement, and the staying power of those films, which actor of those, they're all legends.
1: Yeah definitely that's has had, tough
0: has had the best 10 year run oh
1: my god They've... and so so
0: so i want you to define the years and um and i guess some of the movies in that 10 year span that that are the reason the primary reason that this actor above the other four is the guy that has had the best 10 year run
1: Oh man, that's that's a really good question because they've all been nominated for acting awards, like act um, Oscars. They've all been nominated for Oscars. They've all been in Best Picture nominated movies as well as a winner, I think. So that's a good question. Oh, Should man. we here? Let,
0: okay, let me let me define let me just define the era, the okay. the tenure stretches. Okay, okay. So so DiCaprio, I'm gonna. We're gonna we got to start a ty- Titanic.
1: Yeah, that would put him on the map. So well, that's that's well, well Romeo and Juliet. But that was that solidified his status yeah. as a superstar.
0: Correct. That made that made him a star. Basketball Diaries, great movie. Yeah. I kind of gave him what's he Gilbert
1: Grabe? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah he, he was nominated for that one. That yeah. gave him
0: acting chops. Yep. Um, This Boy's Life. Anyway, so we go DiCaprio, '97 to 2007. Okay. So that's Titanic to Blood Diamond. Okay. Matt Damon. Uh, 97, also his b- first really big movie, which was Goodwill Hunting, uh, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. 97, yep. and we'll go to 07. He won an Oscar
1: for that, for writing. For writing, yeah, <laughs> him and Ben Affleck. Yep. So,
0: 97, 07, we'll go to uh, The Bourne Ultimatum. So, the, the, the third one. The third of The Bourne movies. Okay. Will Smith will go 96 to 06, uh, which starts with Independence Day, and it ends with The Pursuit of Happiness, which I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for. Best Actor, yeah. Tom Cruise has two eras. <laughs> he does. So, <clears throat> Tom he could have a
1: third by the time he retires. Yeah, he, he could.
0: So Tom Cruise, there's 86 to 96, which starts with Top Gun and ends with Jerry Maguire. That is really tough to beat. And then you go Tom Cruise, 2001, starting with Vanilla Sky, to 2011, ending with Mission Impossible 4. A, br- a really good run with some, some pretty uh, good acting performances there. And then Johnny Depp. Um, O one starts with below, and will end with the Rum Diary, which I think was filmed in like O eight, which came out, or their last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which that is like every one of those movies made a billion dollars worldwide. Every one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies made a billion dollars. even just the disgusting. fourth one. I'm pretty. I said it with confidence. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm sort of. Uh, I'll sort take of, your word
1: for it. But, but I, the either way, they made sure a lot made of money. About, okay. Yeah, they made a lot of money. Oh, that's... Okay, so, uh, all right. I'm going to have to go with the the first Tom Cruise uh, decade, 90, uh, 86 to 96. So that, in your mind, was the best 10-year run yes. of... Yes. Of those five actors, yes. It might be the best 10-year ten, ten run could, ever. Could be best 10-year run ever. Why? But of the, okay. That was a, his prime as a... Movie star? As a movie star and a sex symbol. He's still one of the the like if you go on IMDB you type in Tom his name's the first one that comes up not Tom Hanks not Tom Hardy not Tom, whatever he's the first one that pops up he probably will be for a long time um I think that was the apex of his of his um the first chapter of his career you know what I mean now he's he's drifting into middle age where he's doing a little bit more uh art house movies and still breaking box office uh with big budget movies but this era was like top gun okay they made that movie for 15 million dollars five, f- five. okay in 1986 it grossed 344 million dollars and that was he was still like what was he like early to mid 20s when he shot that i think so yeah Yeah, he was in a best picture winner rain man dustin hoffman one of the best actor for that he was nominated for best actor born on, born on the fourth of july right. also a best act uh best picture nominee right and Jerry Maguire, Best Actor nomination, Best Picture nominee. Um, he just had he, huge he a uh, Few Good Men was Best Picture nominee as well. And he's had huge box office success. So, like I said, Top Gun, 344 mil. Days of Thunder cracked like 200 mil, I think. The Firm, that was 262 million worldwide, I think. Like, that was in, a big one. Oh, and then... Uh, a Few Good Men was huge. Yeah, and then... Mission Impossible was like he started that, like he rebooted that franchise as a movie and then that made like 400 something million worldwide and that was the start of that franchise which is going to go until he retires probably because he can just play the old dude who advises all the new young agents so he could conceivably make Mission Impossible movies till he's like 80. (laughs) (laughs) But he's also like of those movies there were a ton of memorable characters. So you got Maverick. Right, I feel the need for speed, like <laughs> like, like lines that you could quote and people would know who you're talking about, Did right? Did you ever
0: see that clip that uh, the the Tarantino, I don't know what movie it was, but Tarantino breaks down uh, Top Gun and uh, how, I think he said that Top Gun was like, I got to find it, hold on one second. So I found the clip on YouTube and Tarantino breaks down, I'm going to play some of this for you where tarantino breaks down what tom what top gun really is it's it's a great i'm only gonna play a little bit of it but it's it's pretty funny
2: what's the film about what's it really about what genre does it take what what, like it's like like the spine the spine like one sentence boy meets girl i don't give a about that boy meets girl motorcycle movie no what is really being said what's really being seen that's what you're talking about because the whole idea man is subversion you want subversion on a massive level you know what one of the greatest scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Oh, come on. Top Gun is f- great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Yeah, it's about a bunch of guys waving their f***s d- around. It is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. <laughs> That's it. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, alright? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the f***ing line, alright? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. And they, are, they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go, go the gay way, go the gay way. He could go both ways. But not He's Kelly here, McGillis, right? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 go the normal way. Play by the rules, go the normal way. Right. And they're saying, no, go the gay way, be the gay way, go for the gay way, right. all right? That is what's going on throughout that whole movie. What is this party? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the club. I can't remember what movie that's from, but I remember... Uh... Watching that and it's just just dying of laughter, and it's, so anyway, so Tom Tarantino Gun-
1: always has an interesting take on things.
0: I feel like he just like that was all improv, or like something that if he, if Tarantino didn't write the movie because he's acting in it, so he doesn't really act in other people's movies that often. He I think he did it when he first uh in his first I don't know seven eight years in in Hollywood he was appearing in a couple of movies, but anyway, he was in he was in that memorable scene breaking down what Top Gun is. Uh, jumped on a tangent, so so. uh <laughs> Top Gun.
1: Yes, so memorable characters. So like Maverick. Right, Maverick. And then he did Vampire Lestat, which was like a huge, uh, it was an adaptation of a huge book series by By Anne Anne Rice. Rice, yeah. And then uh, he did the Ethan Hunt character from the Mission Impossible movies. And then Jerry Maguire, which is like, you know, show me the money. Although that wasn't his line, but it was. I love
0: black people. I love black people. That was his line. I love black people. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Maguire is like, I think, the ultimate. Romantic comedy for dudes yeah, like that's the one that dudes can watch because there's enough sports in it oh, To yeah. keep to hold our interest and then obviously Tom is a sex symbol and it's a very sweet story about him and Dorothy
1: Boyd Yes, and then what's Jonathan Lipnicki's characters? <laughs> yeah, just the kid, <laughs> the, who, kid. The, the the
0: little cute, you know kid the and, human head weighs eight pounds, right? So okay, so that's 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 I I didn't think you were gonna go with that um, Well, he, ten, only,
1: he only had one flop in that whole era and that was far and away Right,
0: it, that, that was a Ron Howard movie, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, him and Nicole Kidman so, still okay. no chemistry. See,
0: I thought like when I'm when I looked at the, the filmography of these actors: DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Will Smith, Johnny Depp. An argument could be made that Matt Damon Absolutely. has had the best ten-year
1: run. I mean, well, that's why I was I looked at, because yeah, you're right, Matt Damon. He's got two franchises in there. He's got the Born franchise and the Ocean's franchise, and he's got two oscar nods and uh and he's yeah best picture winner in the departed right so so Matt it was Dam- hard I, I mean it's tough
0: if i have this uh, argument i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with matt damon just here's some of the films from 97 to 07 goodwill hunting rainmaker saving private ryan yep maybe the greatest war movie ever rounders huge cult movie oh it's fantastic dogma uh Talented Mr. Ripley, not memorable. Titan A.E., Bagger Vance. Okay, so those, those three. I actually
1: really like Talented Mr. Ripley.
0: It was good, but you don't remember a single part of that movie.
1: Oh, well, I do. I do, but maybe, well, okay. the, you know. You, know, uh, <laughs> you yeah. do, yeah. I'm but... not normal. <laughs>
0: Finding Forrester, All the Pretty Horses. Okay, okay Finding so, Forrester,
1: I don't remember him in that at all. I don't know. It's not on IGV. So Okay, I, <laughs> so there,
0: there is a dip, okay, after Rounders, which is 98 or 99. And
1: then he did that weird um, Gus Van Zandt movie, Jerry. Jerry.
0: So it dips from like 98 to like Ocean's 11, which I can't remember what year, Ocean's 1 or 02. But then he's back, okay? So Ocean's 11, Born Identity, Stuck on You, meh, Born Supremacy, Ocean's 12, Brothers Grimm, meh. Siriana, amazing. Yep. Departed, amazing. Good Shepherd, very good. Ocean's 13, pretty good. Born, Born Ultimatum, excellent. Yeah. no, uh, He's got a lot of flops in there. Now that I'm looking at it, saying them out <laughs> loud.
1: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing you told me to look not at. Not flops, but not, they're not flops. Movies but, that were not all hits. Like Tom Cruise had more hits, consistent hits, without having a dip. Like, Like I said, Far and Away was the only was the only real, like, dip in that whole set in 10 years. Like, what do you got? Interview with a Vampire, Mission Impossible, Maguire, Days of Thunder, and Top Gun. And it should
0: be no worth knowing. Color of
1: Money, come on. With the, yeah, Scorsese that, and uh, What's-His-Face. Paul Newman won Best Actor for that. I believe
0: that was also nominated for Best Picture.
1: I don't think it was. No? I checked.
0: 86? Yeah. Platoon won for Best Picture. Platoon
1: won in 86, yeah. Hmm, all right. Born uh, on the 4th of July, though. Oliver Stone won Best Director for that, but not it didn't win Best Picture. That was, he
0: was up against Spike for Do the Right Thing. That was, a, that was a big one. Um, it's worth noting that Tom Cruise was in this argument twice. He's had two runs where, two, two eras of his film career, which could be considered the greatest 10-year span uh, in an actor's career, um, starting in 01 with Vanilla Sky, Minority Report, Last Samurai, Collateral, War of the Worlds, Mission Impossible Three, Lions for Lambs, Tropic Thunder, Valkyrie, Na- Night and Day, and Mission Impossible Four. Yeah, and Night, Night and, and Day was the garbage. Only, yeah, that's the only one. Lions that you for could, Lambs was like a
1: play, which was very, very, very good. I found it really compelling to watch. And it then, was just two people talking the whole time. Tropic much.
0: Thunder is like when he changed, oh. like he what he as Les Grossman, he like changed a lot of people's perception of him. Yeah. Because he's this that- foul mouth, filthy film producer who was amazing. Was that I'm after- talking scorched earth mother bleeper. <laughs> you better get a bleeping, binding resolution.
1: Uh, yeah. I was like, is the, you know, holding the phone away from... Something about effing his face with, yeah, yeah. with the phone. Yeah, yeah. take a step back and literally bleep your own face. <laughs> but was that did that take place that movie was that after the oprah couch uh, I think jumping so. incident i think so i think that helped bring him back from the brink of like a lot of people thought he was so weird after and crazy that. yeah and, and crazy and, with all Scientology. and i never stars. really yeah i think he's kind of taken a uh, step back in the whole scientology thing recently but i mean regardless of that i i, I love him as a movie star and uh, an actor we gotta go all right this
0: has been a great conversation um just to recap, Ari's top 10 films, the must-see movies of 2013, the summer 2013: Only God Forgives, The Conjuring, Hangover 3, Elysium, The Wolverine, Pacific Rim, World War Z, Man of Steel, Iron Man 3, and Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, and it's also worth noting that the movie that he believes will give you the most bang for your buck be called now you see me a movie about magicians robbing banks and i will definitely check that out um ari Pollock on twitter it's the truth is it 191877?
1: 1877 no the uh
0: fellas x the truth on twitter it's fellas x the truth one word f-e-l-l-a-s-x-t-h-e-t-r-u-t-h fellas x the truth and on instagram what, what's your instagram handle
1: I think it's the I think it's the same thing.
0: Fellas X the truth. <laughs> on Instagram. It might be.
1: <laughs> I'd have to double check that.
0: Alright, well thank you for coming by and thank you for the summer movie preview. Hope you guys enjoyed it.
2: Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.